0: Welcome to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate. Hello, everyone. I'm just dropping in with a quick note at the top of the show. The following podcast was recorded and produced by the students of the 2023 Leadership Academy for their final project. The goal of the St. Louis Realtors Leadership Academy is to give members a chance to shape their future as a leader by improving team building and communication skills, expanding their knowledge of the community programs and government initiatives that relate to real estate, increasing awareness of real estate and association management, and much more. If you're interested in learning more about Leadership Academy, you can do so at www.stlrealtors.com forward slash Leadership Academy. Enjoy the show.
1: So welcome and thank you for tuning in. This is the second episode of a five series podcast created by the 2023 LAR Leadership Academy class. Our focus for this series is to provide information on different types of lending, different dif- their differences and links to resources to find more information about them.
2: So my name is Jessica krieger Yurich, And
1: I'm Martin Carrillo.
2: And we are on the Leadership Academy. In this uh, episode, we kind of wanted to talk about more of things that we wish we knew or resources where to find them as far as lending. Now, always going to your lender first is going to be your best option, but there are pieces of information that you can't get from them. So we're going to kind of go through some links and we'll have them included at the bottom um, so you can have easy access. And so you can do a little more digging yourselves, but this is just stuff that we wish we knew, um, but we've accrued over, the, over time.
1: Yep. Hope you enjoy that. So <laughs> let's start first with the general guidelines. So what is it, what is needed for specific items when you would somebody request a a mortgage? So first one is the credit score. So as you know, the, the credit score is like a numeric value where people is based on their credit worthiness, so all the history that they have done, and that will give you a number. So the higher the number, the better options you have for lending and a better rate. The next one will be the income and employment. So what the lenders are looking for is that they will evaluate the borrower's income, but also the stability of the employment so, they are sure that they will have the financial capability to repay the loan. And then they typically require you a proof of income, such as pay stuff, tax returns, and employment verification. So, the third one is the debt to income ratio, normally called DTI. The lenders calculate these borrowers' DTI with the idea of comparing their monthly debt payments versus their gross income. So, the lower the DTI ratio is, it indicates a lower risk for the lender.
2: Other things they'll look at in one big thing that you'll see now is your down payment. So that has changed tremendously over the years, especially with your conventional lending. So that is, it's different for everyone, um, but they can put lower down payments now on a conventional loan. So again, that's always referring your client back to that lender, but knowing that that's an option um, that wasn't there before. So when you have a borrower coming to you for the first time that hasn't spoke to a lender, and they are thinking about conventional, is just making sure that they are aware that now they're not having to put a large sum down. Um, We also have your loan limits that you need to be aware of. So there are set loan limits, um, especially with FHA, VA, any kind of government lending. And those change, um, typically they review them yearly and they can always increase. So we'll give you those links of where to find those. Um, But your lender will be able to answer those pretty easily as well. Um, And then the last thing would be, all the documentation that your borrower actually needs to turn into their lender. So that can look a little bit different depending on the type of loan and who is underwriting that loan, so what they are really needing um, to get that loan process. But there are going to be the basics. So that's going to be your tax returns, your income. Um, they'll need to have all that information up front. So making sure that they're aware of that so that they're prepared to start that loan process will set off um, the whole process. Uh, process and their faith in you a little bit stronger.
1: Let's go through the different types of loans. We'll just cover the most common ones. Of course, guidelines and regulations change over the time. So it's always good that you go back to your lender and be be sure on what are the current requirements at that time. So we're going to just give a general guidelines for that. So the first one is the conventional. So that's the most common across banks, uh, credit unions and all that. So it gives you the possibility to use uh, up to a certain amount of money, normally single houses and condos will be covered over that, then the down payment should go between 5% to 20%. In some cases, if the, uh, the current uh, conditions, if you have a, a down payment less than 20%, you might have to pay PMI or the, the insurance that they are required. Uh, normally, it's around amortizations go through 15 years old to 30 years old and most of the banks cover that the main requirement will be to have like a social security number to have some of uh, the documents that we have uh, previously talked about and they have a good credit score
2: so usda is used in very rural area to stimulate that economy and its growth um, so uh, currently like locally here a couple of years ago we saw that in Winsville, and you saw how the outcome came from that um, that they were using usda lending I stimulated that economy, and the growth became substantial in that area. Um, and now there's no longer USDA lending. So below, you'll see the link to where you can actually find and look up the house just by putting in the home address to make sure or see if this home qualifies for a USDA loan. Um, this is great as a buyer's agent, but also as a listing agent. So making sure that when you're inputting listings into Maris, that you are making sure that if this home should it would be able to go USDA that you are promoting that, it can bring and generate a lot more buyers. Um, the benefits of this using this loan is, is a zero down payment. Um, so it definitely helps first- time home buyers um, get into a home a lot more easy. Um, so that link would be easy. It's just if you click at the bottom, it's underneath the USDA. Um, you click there, you type in the address and it'll say real clear if it is or is not located within USDA um, areas.
1: Great, thank you. So the next one is about the FHA. So the FHA allows people with uh, lower incomes and also when they don't have a great uh, credit score, this will be perfect for them. The the lender will check on the debt-to-ratio income. And the thing that we have to consider is you need to have an appraiser that is an FHA-specific one for that. Then there's another one when somebody flips a house and used uh, an FHA, there's a current 90-day rule where they have to wait these 90 days before the house is being able to be reselled. So just be aware of that. As always, you have to take care of what your lender is is telling you. And also there are specific items when you want to buy a condo because the condo has to be FHA approved. So there will be more information on the links below.
2: So also with that FHA kind of goes right into the VA loan. So the VA loan also has regulations for the condos as well. Um so the link below actually will uh show you the different you can put in the address again and I'll tell you if it is FHA approved if it's uh, VA approved if you don't see it on there I always double check with my lender just to make sure because you never want to tell someone that they can't purchase a home when there might be a possibility to have it done. Um Other things with VA to be aware of is that I know that the VA appraisal has always been a big item in the past. Um, The link below, actually, there has been modifications to the appraisal process, and I think that um, it would be great to have more knowledge of that. Um, Sometimes agents are informing their clients not to accept a VA loan based off of the predication set by the VA appraiser. Um, Some of those have changed over time. So this link below actually has the updated meetings, um, you can actually watch them as they discuss what's changing. But then you can stay current on everything that is changing with VA requirements. Um, we still have the termite inspection that has to be done. Um, and so that is, again, on up to the the buyer's agent, how they're going to handle it. Um, I there, You can get very creative with that. The buyer just is not supposed to pay for that termite inspection. Um, and then before a VA um, purchaser goes to purchase a property, um, there is some confusion sometimes on what they actually, the criteria is um, to be considered to use a VA VA benefit. Um, So making sure that they do have that valid certificate and they can hand that over to the lender prior to actually getting a pre-approval will speed up that process. Again, there's a link below that you can easily send to your client. Um, It used to be a lot more difficult, but now everything is made available online. Um, and then closing costs are going to be very different for VA as well. Um, so making sure that when you go into those closing costs that they understand, um, what that looks like. The benefits of the VA loan is that obviously it's for veterans, um, but it's a zero down payment and there's no PMI on that loan. Now, just because it is a zero down payment does not mean that that buyer does not have the funds to do it. So as a listing agent, always make sure that you're really reading through that contract because some VA buyers do put 20% down still. They still put a, a significant amount down. Um, it just means they don't have to. Um, so definitely read through that, check through um, all the options that they have with that loan, and make sure you're staying up current and that you understand that loan um, when you're accepting them or you're writing them. Um At the end of the day, before going in, it's always great to go sit down, speak with uh, multiple different lenders um, because they do have different fees. They do have different ways and knowledge and expertise. So when you're using a specialty loan, make sure you're working with a lender that has knowledge in that area. Um, They are not all equal on that. Um, And then if you are wanting to dive deeper, um, some things that you can do is always get more designations here at SLAR. Um, so they do have I have uh, personally taken the MRP so that's the military relocation program and that's really great they give you a lot of knowledge um, and they have a lot of additional links um, that really help me understand the loan more in depth um, and then put me with a great community of people who work with VA um, loans and benefits
1: um, yeah and the other one that is important and will be good, another designation is the home finance resource certification that will give you more insight on these different type of financing and other important uh, information.
2: Yeah. So I hope this helps you and gets, like makes it a little bit easier as you go through the process and need any additional information when using these benefits um, and get buyers into homes.
1: So thank you very much for listening today. And then we would love to, he- to hear your feedback. So please leave a comment and happy listening. Thanks, everybody.
2: I right, thank you.
0: For listening to Real Time Real Estate, a podcast brought to you by St. Louis Realtors. Join us next time for more on real estate news, trends, and industry insights. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. St. Louis Realtors, your voice for real estate.